Hey guys, thanks for taking the drive down State Street. In today's episode, we conclude our two-part miniseries on the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Ladies and gentlemen, eh? Welcome to State Street. Hey guys, how's it going? It is the co-host of Voice, Nick Kleitch, and with me as always are my good buds, Jeremy Machino and Cole Szynski. Uh Gentlemen, welcome to the booth, and how are we doing? Nick, we're doing good. I think we're we're going to have a great action-packed episode for our listeners. You know, the, the Vikings snatched a victory out of the jaws of defeat this weekend, and the Gophers did not play, so they could not lose, so that was a, a plus as always. You know, it's just... Nothing, nothing to complain about in, uh, in up here in Minnesota at this point. We're, we're kind of just riding the storm and uh, waiting to get back open and everything and have fun. Well, Jeremy, there's never anything to complain about on State Street, right? Like, I'm ready to fucking go, boys. Let's fucking get after this. I, it's, it's almost Christmas time, right? Like, we're looking to go to, come into the new year, 2021, leave 2020 in the rear view. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm kind of psyched up for this one. And so, uh, Nick, get us rolling because... The, the people are hopefully going to get a lot of good shit out of this. And, and I'm really hoping that, uh, that we do some damage on this podcast. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe just get one person jacked up for, for the week or the end of the week, whatever it may be, uh, whenever they listen to this. Um, but yeah, this, this one's just going to be like a shot to the arm, like ice to the veins. And I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, we, uh, we wanted to put the disclaimer, if you will, for our State Street residents that we're going to be very motivational in this episode. This is something that has come from a couple conversations as to, A, 2020 is almost over in the history books. Almost over. Believe it or not, we were kind of paralyzed there in the middle part of it, and we didn't know if it ever end. Guess what? We get to come to an end. Now, right. what's cool about endings and conclusion is the birth of what? a new beginning. And that is what we're, that is what we are talking about today is the birth, the birth of who we become in 2021, the next evolutionary step in whatever the hell that means. So, Hey, and so, so state street residents, here's your disclaimer. If you're not ready for, for maybe a little kick in the ass or or a little shot to the arm, you know, this, this episode might not be for you. I I know that everybody there's some people maybe get turned off by this kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's totally okay, but this episode isn't going to be, you know, soft or it's not going to be, you know, we're just going through the motions like this one's ready to go. So Nick, take it away. I know you got an awesome testimony for us, but, um, take, take it away and, and just get us off and rolling. I'm pumped. Yes, absolutely. Well, and we need energy. Everyone needs energy to create change. And so just to, to summarize and to, to make sure everyone's on board, or if this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome to fricking state street. Um, this is the part two of Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, this was uh, one of the, the better books that we've ever uh, read just due to some of the foundational knowledge that you gain from it. But um, I, I had a gal reach out to me uh, after she had an experience with this book, and I'm not going to share her name, but um, I think it is going to provide a very legit example of how habits and, and some of these things can really, really drastically change our lives just through adjusting. Uh, just a couple things and maybe our day-to-day uh, approach here. So uh, this gal had uh, found herself in, in a time where uh, she was, you know, I would say maybe a little unconfident in her body. Uh, there were things that in her mental space that weren't quite maybe where they wanted to be. And she had reached out to me and just said, hey, I listened to your, your first episode. And, you know, I wanted to share with you the first time I read this book, I got so many light bulbs and such a pers- perspective change as to, first off, 
how the hell our body even works and how habits are even created and what the hell they are, but more importantly, the adjustments that she made. And so through reading this book, she had made a, a change in her diet um, over time. She should begin to meal prep on Sundays uh, to get ready for the week to put more nutrient-dense food in her body, and that ended up making her feel good. She also implemented a, a 4 a.m. workout cycle to where she gets up every day, packs her things, and gets after it in the gym, and that really kickstarts her day. Now, why do I share these things with you? Uh, is because, A, change is possible. It's not something that's cemented in, and whatever we think that we know, we can adjust that. And secondly, some of these small items, for her in particular, had put her in a place where now she feels extremely mentally, physically, and socially, and all these other areas much better about herself. She has quite literally changed her life, as dramatic or non-dramatic as you want to take it, but um, that's what why this is such a, a topic of conversation and gets us fired up. So uh, that's something I wanted to share. If you've been thinking about doing something like that, please, please, please implement it. And don't do, don't wait till January first. Okay, how about we do it now? Would you agree with that, Cole? Absolutely, dude. Hey, there's no reason that that people can't you know it, you can't have a, a resolution, uh, a new resolution. We're gonna cut out the New Year resolution. It'll just be a new resolution in the month of May or in the the, the second week of December, like whatever you want. You know, it, it it's kind of a fun and novel thing to be like, all right, what's my what's my New Year's resolution? That's fun. It's it's cute. It's you know maybe the Pinterest idea, whatever you want to call it, but like. There's no reason if you want to make true change, there's no reason that it that it has to be done at the new year. You know, there's there's no time like the present and there's no time. There's no better time to take action and be actionable than right now, whenever you're listening to this. And so, again, uh, you know, this is the kind of episode that that you need maybe to, to kick you in the butt or maybe you need to read the right book or maybe you need to, to listen to the right song, like whatever it is, you know, experiment with that. Try to find like what gets you going, what gets you to take those steps and and move forward with that. But Jeremy, go ahead, man. Yeah, I think uh, one of my more favorite um, quotes is, the best time to start something new was yesterday. The next best time is today. Because, you know, why are we going to wait till, till January 1st to, to start something new when you could already have three weeks of very well-needed experience if you started today? Maybe it's too late today. Start it tomorrow. Basically, start your habit as soon as you can. Make it a habit as quick as possible because it just it becomes easier. And then maybe if it is, you know, go to the gym more. Once uh, once New Year's comes around, you can take a day off so you don't have to hang out with all the New Year's resolutioners taking up all the machines or something. It's 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 a payoff that you know the quicker you can start something, the the quicker you are, or the closer you are to success. Well, and with that, you don't have to do what everyone else does either. You can make this personal, make it about you, put something on the line as well. And I think just based on Cole's energy, I'm going to share this in a little bit of a raw manner too. Let's stop playing around. Let's, let's stop pretending that we can just walk through life doing these things. It's time to make change. And again, we're not talking about this complete 90 day transformation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about implementing things in small doses to get you better results over a long period of time. So do you need to wake up at 4 a.m. to go work out? Maybe you don't. That's just an example. But maybe you do need to eat healthier. And maybe you need to become and identify with someone that, you know what, your diet is now, that's, that's what you do. That's what you believe in is what this person and what this new version of myself looks like. So don't necessarily fall on board with what everyone does. We, we figure half those people, even 
Probably 90% of those people fall off after the first part of the year. And now we're going to get to the point in the episode where we are going to share some step-by-step stuff or maybe some suggestions that we found to give you guys some tools to work with along with a little bit of the kick in the ass, as Cole beautifully noted. So one of the things I think is hard with people and making change is they don't they don't have it aligned with their identity. They don't believe that they can deserve these things and they don't believe that that's the type of person that they are. Um, and what I mean by that is if you're starting something new and you're going to do it for an X amount of time, that's totally fine. But is that who you want to become? So in the case of the point of the book, it could be something as you want to pick up learning a musical instrument and how to play it. You're not picking it up and playing it every day to learn how to do that. Maybe you are, but ultimately you want to become, that's part of your identity. I play the piano. I am a piano player. When we started this podcast, we weren't a hundred percent sure what the heck it all entailed. We kept producing episode after episode, and now we can say it's part of our identity that we are podcasters. There's a little bit of a difference there um, to to the belief system, but understand that that's a very critical part uh, of that. So with that in mind, I, I like to always just share real life examples because I think that's the most practical. And Cole, you recently did something that uh, or implemented something into your life, and it's a small thing. We won't take up too much time, but I do want you to share a little bit of the nuts and bolts of of this. Uh, new habit, if you will, or new identity that you're you're going with. Well, Nick, you already mentioned a little bit of it, and you don't, you know, you, you, so you mentioned people who have to wake up at 4 a.m. right, or or that can, not have to, but can and do, right, and and that's kind of in line with reading that book, Extreme Ownership, that we we went over. And if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It's good stuff. It's hardcore too. Uh, the the author is hardcore. That what that's what makes it hardcore. We break it down a little bit better, but no, I mean, dude. That's something that you don't have to, that's not necessarily, it's not necessary, right? It's not necessary to wake up at 4am to be a better person. It's not necessary to, to take cold showers. And that's the example that you're talking about with me. That's something that I'm implementing because I know it makes me feel good. I can think clearly. It gives me energy and it starts my day off, right? So that I can be productive in the workday. I can be productive in my social life and, and get things done in my personal life that I need to get done throughout a day's time. And you don't have to do, you don't have to go to extremes. Maybe a cold shower is a little bit too extreme for, for some individuals. Maybe waking up at 4am is, is a little too extreme for some individuals. That's, that's extreme for me, right? And so if you're doing that already and you're listening to this, you've already beat me. You've already bested me. I'm still working on, on being that type of person, but building a new habit is something that you can do by, by, understanding the reward that you're getting from doing whatever it is you're doing. Right. And so Nick, when you, when you talk about my, you know, this lifestyle change I'm making, it's something that everybody can do. And it's something that people do on a daily basis. You just got to have the right motivation or you got to have the right frame of mind when going into it. You got to have a commitment level. That's not just, I'm going to do this for 30 days and see if I can get through it. I'm going to do this for 75 days. I'm going to be, it's going to be hard, but I'm going to get through it. You know, it has to be something that I'm willing to take on and and make a part of my life because I know it makes me feel better every single day. And I'll be, I mean, I don't do it every single morning. Like I I got up and I did it today, but you know, maybe there's a Saturday where I want to sleep in or a Sunday I want to sleep in, or maybe during a holiday, I want Christmas. I want to sleep in. So Santa can, has a little extra time to fill the tree out. Right. I don't wake up and get my cold shower in, but it's a normal thing. It's a part of my routine. And I know that's, what's going to make me feel good. You know, Maybe if I, you know, like Jeremy mentioned, a common New Year's resolution for people is they want to lose a few pounds, right? Or maybe they just want to get healthier, or they want to get fit, 
You know, that's classic. That's like the, the cliche one that we see everywhere. You can do those things, but it's not something that you're, you do for 30 days and it's, it's like, all right, I did it. Like, you know, am I looking better? Okay. Yeah. Like, am I feeling good? Yeah. Because if you stop doing it, then after that month of January, you're going to start feeling like crap again. And you're going to fall back into those same habits. So it's something that you need to understand. Okay. What's this cue? Like we talked about in the last episode with power of habit. What's this cue that's going to get me in the frame of mind after work? Maybe that I need to go to the gym, not go straight home or not have a snack, you know, after work, that's going to make me lethargic for, and, and make me not want to go to the gym and work out, or maybe not want to going to not want to go wake up in, at, at 4am, you know, am I going to bed at two in the morning so that, you know, I'm only getting two hours of sleep if I really realistically want to wake up at 4am and go get a workout in all those things, man. And, and so, yes, the lifestyle change of, of making a cold or of, of taking a cold shower in the morning for me is small and it's extreme. But it's something that I know makes me feel good. I know makes me more productive. And so therefore, why would I not want to implement it and make it a part of my daily routine? Yeah, well said. Very well said. And where this all stems from and why we're so fired up is we had a conversation me and Cole did where we were talking about how we're, Cole had actually just had a birthday um, and we were wondering what the next year was going to look like. And through that kind of gave this reflection of like, what does the next evolution of myself look like? And why is that even relevant? Right. You know, and the reason that's relevant is because again, the, the whole common pursuit and why we started this is we want to get to the live in the good life, whatever that means to you live in the good life. If you currently are living the good life, then live an even gooder life <laughs> for all our folks out there. They hated that, that statement because it was not grammatically correct, but, um, we are, we're always striving for better because there's people out there that are yearning for whatever it is that you have to put forth to the universe. And the way you keep doing that is to evolve. And so one of the things that uh, I want to do as I increase in my business world and profession is I want to know what that next evolution is. What is that next version of Nick that goes out to the world that, that I can be better or refine my craft or I can increase and, and do these habits. But the way to do that is to, again, create the identity of what this person is or, or how this relates to uh, who I want to become in the future. And I just think that uh, that is such a big thing to really comprehend is, again, you're not, you're not eating the apple a day because you're doing it just to do it. You're, that's who you become as someone that believes apples are healthy and you're eating them. So I hope all of uh, this motivation and, and this loud noise we're throwing at you is helping you think at the very least. But um, these, are, these are things that we're considering and, and taking into account as we end this year that we never would have thought we would have got through. But yet this opportunity presents itself in 2021 to come out twice as strong. Well, and so that, this is kind of a beautiful point of, that, that I wanted to get to, Nick. And, and we didn't have this scripted for our podcast, but I thought of it and I mentioned it and I want to get to it. Coming out of a global pandemic, right, where we, we, we started like way back in March, some would even say February, and like it's now, it's going to be January 2021. And so the commitment level of people and these new habits that they're trying to form or these New Year's resolutions that you're trying to keep the commitment level, if you're serious about it, is probably going to have to be like doubled. You know, we don't know what's on the horizon. And that's why it's so important that every chance you get to, to form the habit and, and make it a part of your daily routine and, and get it down pat and something that you can do daily and you know it makes you feel good. You understand the reward. You grasp that feeling. The commitment level that it's going to take in 2021 
is probably greater than anything we've experienced. And obviously we're like, you know, we're middle 20 something year old kids. So, you know, our parents and people who are older than us, like they know better. They've been through more, obviously they've got more life experience, but I'm talking for us, for, for people like us, people maybe going through the same things as us, or maybe people even that are our parents age that want to make these changes, right? It's something that this year, I just, I think with where we're at, you know, you have no idea what's on the horizon for next year. Be fully committed. Don't just dip your toe in in January and say, this is my new year's resolution. I'm going to try it out. Fully immerse yourself because you have no idea one, when that could be taken away from you, you know, it, it, we, who knows, we could be shut down in, in, in 2021 for a little bit and, and that's perfectly okay. It's very possible that we could, you know, we could have, we could be shut down again. We, I, you know, we have no idea what, you know, our new president elect's going to do and, and what's on the horizon as far as a, a COVID-19 virus or a, uh, maybe a new pandemic or maybe some, uh, war that starts in 2020. We have no idea, right? There's no way to predict that. But if you can dive into you, like if you can invest your time and your commitment into you in 2021 and make that truly a commitment and understand the rewards and, and eventually, in, whether it's in 2021 or 2022 or way down the road, reap those rewards that you're sowing that by starting those in 2021, that's such a gratifying feeling. And, and you know, 2020 has been a rough year and, and I can, you know, we all know that that goes without saying, but I'm very thankful for it because my commitment level to a lot of things in my life has changed drastically because of 2020. Right. And so that's where I am. I don't want to downplay what's gone on. But I'm thankful partially because it's made me recommit myself to the life I want to build, the person I want to be. And I think that's a challenge, but I also know, and, and I'm going to be right alongside with people, that it's like 2021 is going to require a whole new level of commitment. And I think it's super cool to know that and, and understand that. And I hope that, you know, if I'm, I hope I'm, if I'm feeling that way, someone else is feeling that way and they can understand they're not alone in doing so. Yeah, don't don't be a. Does that make sense? I think so. I think you're putting out a, yeah. a strong message here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a supplement into all the good bits that you were just talking about there. Cole is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Commit. Go for it. That thing that you've always been wanting to do, go do it. Go commit to it. Try it because guess what? At least at the very end of the day, you know you at least put your best foot forward in doing so. So for all those little things too, and I, I want to break it down just a little bit. There's a, a small piece that I am going to read uh, at some point in this episode uh, when I, I feel fit, but understand that it, it doesn't come from drastic change is not a day by day. It is a day by day, but it, it doesn't happen in just one day. And what I mean by that is don't know, or when you go into the gym per se, or make this new diet plan or, or try to stick to these things, understand that it's the daily victories consistently over time that's going to lead to those exponentially good results down the road here. So if you're struggling in the first couple of days, don't beat yourself up. Be kind to yourself. It's the first time you're trying something new and just tweak. We don't need to, you know, completely go from, okay, I, I feel, you know, morbidly obese and I'm going to just go to the gym and be a bodybuilder. It doesn't necessarily work like that. What it does work like though, is having a vision for what you want to create and then slowly working at that every day, day in, day out, day in, day out. And that over time will help create that identity. So where, hey, you know, Karen, she, you know, she was someone that, 
uh, someone kind of, you know, that people could push her around, but all of a sudden she now identifies as uh, someone that runs in the morning and that running in the morning actually catapulted her diet. Her diet catapulted her career. And over time now she's made lasting change. These are again, just examples to give you guys food for thought, but uh, I figured I'd share that. Hey, State Street gang, we're going to steal you away real quick. Uh, Cole, I actually have a couple of promos to run by you. What do you got, Nick? I'm excited to hear. So the first one is our partners over at Driftless Quality Wear actually have a new website coming out, and you can find them at driftlesswaltywear.com. No way. Dude, that's awesome. So how does State Street factor into that? Yeah, great question. So for all the folks that haven't purchased anything on their website, go ahead and prior to checking out, if you enter State Street, uh, you'll actually get a 10% discount off the entire cart. Okay. What kind of things do they have? Do they have like outdoor wear since it's getting cold here? Yeah, great question. And it really is getting cold. So they have crewnecks, long sleeves. I actually got a long sleeve myself, beanies. Uh, They even go as far as camping mugs, which I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So tell me again how I get this and where I need to go. Yeah, so go ahead and type in State Street at checkout and receive 10% off your entire cart purchase. Well, so kind of in the back of the book, Nick, and this goes right in line with what you're saying. In the back of this book, there's a part that talks about experiment with rewards, mm. right? And, and that is something I think that's incredibly valuable because it's like, understand what's going to give you the best possible feeling. You know, taking a cold shower is not going to make, you know, Jeremy feel the same way as it does me, or it's not going to make Nick feel the same way as I do, right? Or it's not going to make, you know, anyone, anyone feel the same as I do. Maybe, maybe some people will feel the same way as I do and they start taking cold showers and they feel great in the mornings. But what's going to make you most productive throughout the day? Is it the fact that you're going to get up and you're going to have a, b- a bowl of Wheaties? Maybe are you going to, uh, instead of drinking coffee, are you going to drink tea? Or are you going to, you know, um, are you going to take a little time to, to meditate in the mornings? Or maybe you, just need, maybe you just need to call a friend and talk to him on the phone for 30 minutes before you go to work or on your lunch break. Like what's going to get you the most focused, most engaged, most locked in? So that not only like through your business day, but what's going to, but, but what's going to make you most productive and most happy in your personal life when you get outside of work, because that's when you really need to give yourself a break, but also stay productive, right? Take it easy, you know, understand the rewards and experiment with those experiment with what's going to make you feel the best. And, and what are you going to feel the best about doing? Right. I think that's super important. Yeah. Because then you know, and when, when you say reward, what you're meaning is if you complete a new habit that you're trying to implement or a current one, there's a reward system after we complete this that gives us a feeling. And what we're trying to do is create a predictable system that outputs this predictable feeling just to to share with you guys that, but yes, uh, mess around with that stuff. Maybe it's, you know, if you go for a run, you get a piece of chocolate or you go for a run and it's, you know, you get to, uh, indulge in something that maybe you wouldn't and, uh, and really reward the mind. The brain does like that. But, uh, I did want to talk on this too. And this was, uh, something Jeremy to turn your way. We had talked about why people do challenges. And I, there were some good bits that you had thrown in there, uh, when we were talking off air and I just kind of wanted to address that again. So the question was, why do people try to do like 30 day challenges or 75 hard? And I just thought you had some good stuff. So go ahead and share that. I think it's, it's a combination of a few things. It's, it's structured, it's accountability and, and you have, you basically have everything laid out for you and it gives you like a sense of accomplishment when you finish it, which is all fine and dandy. It, it helps you, it bu- helps you build those 
those habits, right? It helps you, it, it basically forces you to, to do things that you're uncomfortable doing. But you also, on the flip side, have someone else basically that's holding you accountable. So once they stop holding you accountable, that's, that's kind of when you start falling off. And that's my big thing, or my big problem with these challenges is it relies on more people than just yourself when, when you're when you're forming habits, it should be an, an internal thing. It shouldn't be someone else telling you to do it. It should be you telling yourself, all right, it's time to do this. It's time to do this. So then over time, you develop routines and you re- you develop those good habits over time where it's, you don't have to go to the gym because someone's telling you you have to go to the gym. You're going to the gym because you want to go to the gym and it makes you feel good to go to the gym. And, and you know, that's kind of kind of my little spiel on, on challenges because it's, it's, it's a two-way street. Like they can be beneficial if you're able to stick on those good habits after you leave it. But it also can uh, it can hurt you because, you know, when you leave it, when you leave whatever makes you feel comfortable, when you leave that accountability holder, you leave that use the support blanket, you don't really know what's going to happen. Well, and obviously there is a place in the world for like these 30-day challenges, right? But the true power of habit and the true power of a 30-day challenge is when you can make that an actual lifestyle commitment or a lifestyle change, right? Because then... As, as we talked about in, with, in the book with uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, discipline equals freedom. So once you make that a discipline, you commit to working out all the time and eating the right foods and maybe um, changing up your daily routine, putting good things in your body and, and becoming more productive. When you make that a commitment and you make that a part of your routine, then it allows for like one day off the wagon, but it's like, all right, I, I've ingrained in me like this is what I need to do to feel good to feel productive to feel accomplished right you you talked about that sense of accomplishment Jeremy that's huge with people I think you know we take we get a sense of accomplishment from work or from working out or from from hanging out with friends or like doing things we like to do whatever that is uh, and that's huge man like it's it's not based on just like 30 30 days and then like oh I get a break you know I I, I don't have to do it anymore it's a lifestyle thing that doesn't have an expiration date. And it's kind of scary to think about, but that's what's necessary to, harness, to, to understand and harness like the actual power of habit like we're talking about, Nick. Well, and, and this carries us to a really nice uh, point where we're going to interject this, but this comes from a, another source outside of the book, and it talks about the difference between creating a habit and setting a standard. And so... I think this is really important to share with people that if you want to create lasting change, uh, and again, with our uh, our quote here, we are not the professionals on this, so I'm just going to throw that out there. This is from someone who's actually you know got the credentials to say so. Uh, you have to, to relay to your mind and convince and commit to a standard of living that will produce a certain outcome. So if you are making calls or if you are painting or if you're doing something and you want to get to that next level, that next level requires certain standards. Those certain standards can be translated into habits. So learn what those habits are and by making those micro adjustments to your standard over time, drastic change can take place. And that's super exciting, is it not? You know, State Street residents, come on now. You're literally talking about something that you can take for for a day-to-day, bit-by-bit exercise to actually change and evolve who you are. And I think coming out of a, a freaking pandemic is one of the best times to do that. It's time to, you know, stop be living in a scarcity mindset and start to kind of get abundant again. Let's let's live our lives. We'll be smart, obviously, but what does that next phase look like? So 
Uh, I, I told you guys we were going to get motivational, and I think we are right now. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, but what better time than now? Like we said, I mean, there's why wait? You know, it, it's kind of weird that we're talking about this now because it's like, why not save this for the new year? Why not save this to, to, to put out a really jacked up podcast for, for January 1, right? 2021. But it's like, there's no better time than right now to do it. There's no better time than now to start. And that's exactly, Nick, what you're talking about right there. Yeah, and like I think Jeremy was talking about this off air too. You might as well start it now, so that way you are comfortable when you get into the actual, you know, January one. If you're part of the the whole society that decides that has to be the day, you know, let that thirty days get the awkward quirks and and some of the weird pains out, and and just keep going. So then that way January you can hit, you know, day twenty nine, and you're coming with the full head of steam. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I went through this experience with my, uh, my good buddy Sam, who we had on the podcast. He, he approached me, and he's like, hey, I want to lose some weight. Can you help me out? And this was last year before the pandemic, so it was a little easier. But he, we, he approached me, I think, early December, kind of like right now. And I was like, all right, we're going to hit the weight room right now. All I want you to do is focus on the weight room. So then when July, January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th comes around, we start shifting our focus from weight room because he's super comfortable in the weight room now to, to his diet. And we're going to, we're going to make changes to his diet because now he can, he understands the weight room. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, waking up every day, feeling super sore, being really just scared to go in the weight room because there's, you know, those first two, three weeks in the weight room, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. You have no gym etiquette whatsoever. You're, you're basically, you're a little, basically a baby, baby fawn in the weight room. Right. And, it's tough. And that's why I, we kind of scheduled it out where it's like, all right, we're only going to focus on the weight room now, because that's, that's one of those little things that you can bite off and you can chew right now. And it's not going to, something else isn't going to take your, your time and motivation away. And then once we got that, that solid foundation, the weight room, it's like, all right, now we can, we can move on. We can, we can get to our next habit. We can start forming our next good habit because now everything else is cemented in his mind. All right, I, I wake up to the wake up at what nine a.m. or well, yeah, it was like nine a.m. on Fridays and then like five p.m. because he works night shifts on every other day of the week. So it was like a it was like finding that commitment where he what works for him in the in the weight room, right? And we wanted to hammer that in, hammer that in until he was super comfortable, and then we started going on and making that next change. And I think that's a that's like a big thing because why would you why why do you want to wait till January first to put everything on that that one day when you can you can start now and you can you can add bit by bit little piece by piece and once you get to January 1st you're you're feeling good about one thing and you can take on a new thing where it's not like all right I have to do eight things today just to feel successful well Jeremy too and really quick I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna interject interject this Jeremy too that's a beautiful description and depiction of like a very huge common misconception is like all right, January 1, I got to go to the gym for like three hours. I got to get on the treadmill. I got to get on the bike. I got to hit bench press. Like I got to do all these things where it's like, no, go tomorrow. Start, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday. Go tomorrow, do, do one workout Monday and do one workout Friday. Start and end your weeks on a high now. Just go two times a week and maybe do something very basic. Very right? basic. Start there. Start simple and then build. Maybe once you, once you're, you're feeling really good about Monday and Friday and you've done it for like a month or maybe two months straight, add in Wednesday, add one more day where you go in and you just get something small. Maybe you're to a point where Monday and Friday have become heavy days and like you get a really good sweat going and Wednesday just needs to be like a stretch 
or Wednesday just needs to be something where like you, you have a little fun and like you bench press or maybe you squat or maybe you push a sled or flip a tire. Who know, Like whatever you want to do that's fun in the gym. Maybe you look, you see a machine that you're like, that looks cool. I wonder what that does. That'll be the day to try it out and continue to build on that. Don't just make it something, this monumental task, January 1, that you have to, your eyes are bigger than your stomach and you intake more than you can really handle. Yeah, I wanted to add on this too. Like, you're not athletes. Have fun in the weight room. You don't have to go there to, you know, do back three days a week because someone tells you you have to do back three days a week. Do whatever you want when you show up. That's, that's kind of the best part of the gym is you can work on whatever you want any day of the week. And it's, it's, it's not like anyone's going to tell you no. It's, it's, your, it's your own habit. It's your life. Take control of it. Own, own what you want to own because that is what's going to help make a successful habit. Shit, yeah, man. And even if you want to train like an athlete, like if that's what gets you jacked up and gets you in there and, and it gets you to change that habit and lose a couple pounds, freaking do it. Train like you got a game on Sunday. Who cares? I mean, and then maybe go and like get fully padded up. Do whatever you got to do. But like those are the kind of things. Seriously, that, that's the kind of thing when it's like experiment with those rewards. Understand what's going to make you feel the best and what's going to get you the results you want and then absolutely attack it. Don't just try to indulge your overindulge yourself into something that's a monumental task but i need a deep breath guys we, uh, we, we got a we got a we got a really fun dice segment coming so nick i will turn it back over to you for some for for a few last words and then get us to to get us to the dice game yes absolutely um so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a couple bits in here these are more so tools um to use i'm gonna share them just because i do feel like they are relevant then we'll get to rolling of the dice so um this my friends in all habit creation is not a sprint it is a marathon it is about endurance how long can i do x habit until it was absolutely lasered into who i am as a person and that is now what i identify with so Cole and Jeremy, you guys did a great job of breaking that down. Again, if you're starting something new, start once and then do it consistently over time. Don't overload yourself because you're never going to be able to make it out on the other side. A very rare breed of few people can actually do that, but it's that incremental consistency that helps you get more comfortable. And when you're more comfortable, you can take bigger bites of the pie, so to speak. But Jeremy, I think you had something to add on to this real quick. Yeah, you you bring up the it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, and please, guys, don't think you can sprint this marathon either, because there's always people who think they can they can sprint a marathon. Sprinting a marathon is not a great way to or a great way to you know kickstart a habit. You're you're gonna burn yourself out, right? Just stick to your plan, stick to a day plan, or just something that you can you can look back on and be like, all right, I need to do this, this, this today, and hold yourself accountable accountable to that, because you know that's that's the best way I've found to create successful habits is have a, have a plan of attack and just attack the plan. Yeah, dude, this is great guys. I love that we're having this conversation at this time of the year and not January 1st and, and to fall under the, the societal norm, if you will. But yes, again, take it bit by bit over time. We want lasting change. It's relevant. So I'll share this and then we can go ahead and, and move forward here. So uh, this is an analogy, uh, that also comes from outside of this book, but it correlates very well. Uh, it says every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance or day will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity, new habit. This is one reason why meaningful change does not require radical change. Small habits can make meaningful differences by providing evidence of a new identity. 
and then eventually over time you will have enough of those votes to add up to completely believe that the new evidence that you have is the new identity. So that comes from uh, another bit, but I just, I love that. It helps kind of tie in a bow of, of the nice things that we want to cover. Uh, and the final piece here, I keep saying it and dragging along, but it's good stuff. The fundament fundamentally, it's not about having something. It's about becoming someone. Throughout this holiday season, we're trying to help those in need. One way we're doing that is Chi-Town Blankets. It's a nonprofit organization with a mission to zero out cold in Chicago. The Chi-Town Blankets team accepts blanket donations and then goes out to the streets of Chicago and donates those blankets to those in need. The movement started with one blanket and now has grown to over 1,000 donations. With over 80,000 homeless people in Chicago, Chi-Town Blankets needs your help. Go to ChiTownBlankets.com or you can even find them on social media to learn how to donate and get involved. That's C-H-I-T-O-W-N B-L-A-N-K-E-T-S. Everyone deserves to be warm. So now, Jeremy, without further ado, if you wouldn't mind, give the old right or uh, about said rice. Sorry about that. Uh, roll the dice. We got a two. Hey, we got a two. We got a two. Topic of conversation, travel and transportation. Okay, so I'm going to start out with you, Cole. This has to do with traveling, as we just mentioned. So what is, what, what is your most desirable vacation if no money were a thing and you can do whatever you want? What would be the most desirable place that you'd want to go and why? I think I would want to go to New Zealand. I think that's the place because there's, like a, there's a show that I watched that it's like you go to New Zealand and... I guess like there's, it's where like you can see like plate tectonic shift and they have all kinds <laughs> of like weird and wacky like ways to like spa things and it's like cold and hot and like, I don't know, it's, it, it's weird and if you, if anyone knows the show, please tell me, but like Zac Efron hosts the show and he's with this crazy like cool but weird like health guy and they go all around the world and uh and so I, I think it's New Zealand. I'm going to say New Zealand. I don't really have a, I don't have a great answer for you to be completely honest, but that's the best <laughs> New one. Zealand. Just cause okay. like, I, I love like innovative things and this place, wherever they were, they were super innovative. So I'm so sorry to our listeners for a, a horrible, terrible answer, oh, but geez. that's what I have. Ask Jeremy. I'm sure Jeremy has a better answer. No, fair enough. He'll at least have more time to think about it. That's for sure. Well, I have a follow-up question to that. So that is obviously your short-term answer. Now, what is, what's a place that you never, ever, ever want to go? Like you have no desire to go to this place. It does not interest you in any way. Well, I'm kind of already here, to be honest. No, that's a joke. Uh, I would say California, but no, that's, I, I live here, so that's okay. <laughs> um, geez, where would I never want to like, go? You've never wanted to go this place ever. I really don't think I would ever. I really don't think I have any desire to, uh, to like go to, to, to go to, um, like Egypt. Hmm. I just, the, you know, it's, it's such like a tourist hotspot. I feel it. I feel like with like the pyramids and the Sphinx, but to me, I don't know. I think like I can, 
I feel like I can see all I need to see when I'm on the internet or when I'm reading a book of Egypt. Like, it's going to be hot. It's going to be sandy and dry. Like, that's, it's cool that, like, these things are just in the middle of a desert and, like, they were, they're crazy big and they're heavy and it's like, how did people build these? But I can, I can, I can appreciate that and I do appreciate that from, like, the comfort of my room and looking at it on a computer. I don't think I need to go to Egypt and be in the, hundred degree heat, like in a dry desert to, to really get a full appreciation. I could be wrong. You know, it's all subject to change, Interesting. but as it stands right now, that's what, that's where I'm okay, at. Okay. So Egypt has just no, you have no desire to go to Egypt. That is not even close no. to what I thought you were going to say. So that's hilarious. Um, very good. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Jeremy, you have knowledge now of the two questions. First and foremost, your most desirable physical location to go if money was not a thing. I think I've I've actually said this maybe a couple of times on the podcast before. I can't quite remember, but uh, it it would be Italy because um you know hmm. I'm super into history. If you guys uh, for the listeners that didn't know, and you know I just I love Roman Italian history, and you know I want to try their food out too. And it just seems like a really cool combination of all right, you got this like super historical just landmark after landmark after landmark built on one of the greatest empires the world has ever seen. Yeah. And then you got all this great food. Like, wow. Like, come on. Why would you not want to go there? They serve pizza there, don't they? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But I'm going to change my answer. Okay. So my answer for your question, Nick, is uh, Antarctica or like the North or South Pole. You would never go there or you would go there? I never want to go there. Okay. Ever. Just because of the it's cold. It's freezing yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's freezing all the time. That I mean, I said Egypt and then I'm like, you know, I don't I would rather be hot than cold. And so I'm like, I would never. I have no desire to go to like even like Alaska, I don't think. Sorry people of Alaska. I know we have a couple of Alaska wow. listeners, I think. But I have no desire to go like realistically further north than like Minnesota, but I would go to Canada. Uh I just, I would never want to go to like the North Pole or like Antarctica or the Arctic or the South Pole, like whatever. I would, I have no desire to be cold to that extent for a vacation. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It is Antarctica. There's not a lot there going on there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I see. I see that. Okay. Um, Jeremy, so the least desirable place you'd ever want to go, somewhere you never, ever would even bat an eye to go to. So I actually was going to say the exact same thing as coal because, you know, I'm in Minnesota and it's, it's just cold enough here. I don't, I don't ever want to go anywhere colder, but for the, for the sake of content, I will, I will put out another answer. The Amazon rainforest. Mm, why is that? And that is because. Shout out Henny. Yeah. Sorry, Henny. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it just seems very miserable there. Like it's super hot, super humid. Everything there can kill you. Yeah, that's if you a fall fact. in a river, you're pretty much going to die. It seems like <laughs> if you get by, bit by something, you're pretty much going to die there. If you touch a frog that's super poisonous, you could die. So it just seems like everything there is out to kill you. And it doesn't seem like I would uh, really enjoy going there. Fair enough. These are good answers. I, uh, yeah, some guy in the Amazon right now is, you know, he somehow has access to our podcast and he's sitting there drinking his very, you know, natural coffee. And he's like, gosh, these guys are soft. Why don't they just come and hang out and hang out with the anacondas and the poison dart frogs are super friendly. Oh no, that's, 
That's great. That's interesting. Um, so my most re- desirable um, place to go is Fiji. I want to go to Fiji and I want to just see because I've heard it's the most like immaculate place to go as far as like just tropical, just beauty. I want to go to Fiji. And then the least place of desire, any city that has more than 7 million people. I have no desire to go there. I'm not going to go there. Like New, like New York and Chicago, if I got dropped off there, I would actually have an anxiety attack just to be in that large volume of people. That just makes me very, very uncomfortable. Um, but at any rate, boy, we had we had kind of a, a blend of emotions here to this podcast. We had some light humor, some fun, but a majority of it was uh, motivation and uh, kicking ass and taking names. And we've uh, hoped to all the State Street residents that you've appreciated it. Uh, and we got a couple of good guests coming down the pike here. So stay tuned. And uh, until next time, guys.